guys. Welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's day is going well. Let's get right into it. What's new with me? I kind of feel like I have a lot going on right now. Not anything huge, just a lot of little tasks. And then when there's so many of those, it makes it feel bigger. So I have been heavily trying to dwindle down those little tasks day by day, make a to-do list, figure it all out, prioritize, all those really good, fun, adult things. I will say I think why it feels a little bit more overwhelming is because I also have fun things happening around me. One of my best friends has been in town this week for work, so of course I wanted to prioritize seeing her. And then one of our hometown friends has been here as well. So a lot of visitors, a lot of time that I want to dedicate to people instead of tasks. But we're getting it all done. We're making it through the week and we're going to be better for it. One thing that I did this past weekend that was so fun to take my mind off of it all was me and my boyfriend went to an apple orchard. This is a PSA to go to an apple orchard. I know it's not an original activity, A lot of people go to apple orchards, but I feel like it's an activity that could potentially slip through the cracks during the fall season, and you should not let it. It is so fun. It is so fall. We had the best time, and the one that we went to was quite the operation. They had tractor rides. They had a corn maze. They had a pumpkin patch. Of course, they had the apple picking. They had this huge barn that had food, little trinkets. It was just a really cool place. We did have to drive quite a bit out of the city to get there, but I feel like that's kind of always the case. In order to have a successful apple orchard, I feel like you need to have a ton of space. We were also talking about this. Apple orchards are such a smart business idea. Like whoever the first person was to think, we have this apple orchard. We need these apples to be picked. Let's charge people to come pick apples, have a grand old time doing it, it helps us, it's fun for them. Such a genius idea. So if you guys have not yet gone to an apple orchard this year, here's your reminder. That's really it for what's new with me, making it through the week, spending a lot of time with some of my favorite people, and getting things done, checking stuff off of my list, at least as much as I can right now. Hopefully you guys have had a good week. We're so close to the weekend. So let's start it off on the right foot with the rest of this episode. So without further ado, let's get in to what's hot this week. First up on the docket is kind of a clarification on a story that's been going around. From Business Insider, Cartoon Network reports it is not shutting down amid rumors. They say, quote, Y'all, we're not dead. We're just turning 30. Business Insider writes, The cable television channel took to Twitter on Friday to dispel concerns that it was shutting down. Following reports on Tuesday that parent company Warner Bros. Discovery laid off 82 staffers in its scripted, unscripted, and animation departments. Cartoon Network wrote in a tweet, To our fans, we're not going anywhere. We have been and will always be your home for beloved, innovative creators. More to come soon. Business Insider said that the layoffs are part of ongoing $3 billion cost-cutting efforts after Warner Bros. merged with Discovery in April to form a new entertainment conglomerate 
Variety reported. The reductions already had a notable impact on networks like HBO and HBO Max, which slashed jobs and began quietly removing programming in August. In a memo to staffers reported by Variety, Warner Bros. TV Group chairman Channing Dungey wrote the company is, quote, implementing a new streamlined structure for animation, but did not announce any program cancellations. Still, the rumors that Cartoon Network, best known for original series like Powerpuff Girls, Adventure Time, and Dexter's Laboratory, and for airing classics like Looney Tunes and Scooby-Doo, was shutting down for good, began circulating on social media earlier this week, alongside the hashtag RIPCartoonNetwork. The network shared another tweet on Saturday poking fun of the misconceptions, including a tongue-in-cheek video featuring characters from the Cartoon Network series The Amazing World of Gumball, alongside the caption, quote, POV, when you find out about your death via Twitter. That's actually hilarious that they tweeted that. I did not know about that last part. But yes, as this article said, there was a lot of speculation that Cartoon Network was done and over with. That's not really the case. I will say that there may be more layoffs. That kind of happens a lot, I feel like, when companies merge together. But this clarification, in my mind, is great news. Cartoon Network is truly a staple. Some of my favorite shows as a kid were on Cartoon Network. Like they said, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, specifically Powerpuff Girls for me, but we also did watch a lot of Dexter. It's just an iconic network, and I'm pretty sure I first saw the caption RIP Cartoon Network Studios from Complex, and I'm looking up their Instagram right now, and it says RIP Cartoon Network Studios, and then in parentheses, as we know it. And then they also say, after 30 years, Cartoon Network will officially fold into Warner Bros. Animation and will no longer operate as a standalone network. So I kind of feel like people just read that first part and saw the initial title card, Cartoon Network 1992 to 2022, and assumed, okay, that's it for Cartoon Network, they're just done. But like I mentioned, they're not done done, they're just done being a standalone network. So yes, there probably will be changes, it may not be the exact same Cartoon Network that a lot of us grew up with and love, but this also gives way to new opportunities for them. So we will see how this all unfolds. Like they said in their tweet, more to come soon. Alright guys, next up for what's hot, a story that has broken the internet. And a story that we don't really have that many details on. And even without details, it has still broken the internet. And that is based on a series of pictures. If you guys are very ingrained in the pop culture world, you'll know about the background of this, but if not, I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. A picture surfaced earlier this week of Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. I'll read a little bit about it from Refinery29's Instagram. On Sunday, photographer Tyrell Hampton shared a photo of Gomez and Bieber together at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures Gala. In case you missed it, the two celebs have been linked to each other and rumored to be in some sort of feud for years, all because they both dated Justin Bieber. It's a rumor that's led tons of online bashing from their fans, 
Bieber being yelled at at red carpets like at last year's Met Gala, and both women and their accomplishments being tied to and often overshadowed by their respective relationships with the Peaches singer. While Gomez and Bieber have rarely commented, let alone acknowledged the situation publicly, the internet has continued to pit these women against each other, comparing their physical appearances, professional accomplishments, and respective relationships incessantly. Okay, so that's a little bit of background. Essentially, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez had dated for years on and off again, and a lot of people that grew up with them saw them as this ideal couple. They loved them together, they were obsessed with their relationship, as people get with celebrity relationships, and then they broke it off for the last time, and soon after that, not really sure how soon after, but from the public eye, it seemed like soon after that, Justin Bieber, and now Hailey Bieber, started dating and then got engaged incredibly quickly and then got married and now they've been married for like four years. So obviously, the Jelena fans out there were very upset by this. They were confused on the timeline and they were overly involved in all of these people's lives and relationships. Now listen, I get it. I'm a huge pop culture fan. I understand wanting your dream couple to stay together, but people seem to forget somewhere along the way that these people are real people. And I can't imagine being Haley and Justin starting their marriage with all of this still looming over them. I'm sure Justin and Selena worked through whatever they needed to work through and came to the conclusion that they weren't good in a relationship together. But to the public, to the people that love them together, that didn't matter. They still wanted them to be together so badly that whenever Justin entered his new relationship, a relationship that, by the way, it kind of didn't matter that it was Haley. I feel like if it was anybody, people would have hated it because that new girl would not have been Selena Gomez. And like Refinery29 said, neither of them really commented on this for a really long time. Justin also hasn't really commented on it. The only time that he's ever really gotten involved is to tell people to lay off if it's gotten to be too much specifically for Haley, because Haley is his wife. But also, what are you going to say? Like, I can imagine this would be exhausting on both sides to see this all the time, to get scrutinized for it, and then not wanting to shed more light on it by commenting every time somebody says something bad. It seems like a terrible position to be in, and I know they put their lives out there. In some way, they sign up for everyone being so involved, caring so much. But for this situation in particular, I feel like it became too much. So now, present day, I think like two weeks ago, Haley Bieber went on the Call Her Daddy podcast, and Alex Cooper interviewed her. And the majority of the interview was about her relationship with Justin and the scrutiny that she received by dating him after Selena, the blurred timelines, and how their marriage started out kind of with all of this hate. And even though they've been married for four years now, they still receive that same hate. Less so, but still some. So Haley commented on that. She expressed that a lot of people don't recognize that the timeline of her being with Justin 
never interfered with the timeline of Selena being with Justin. And she kind of said, there's not really anything that I can do about it at this point. People are going to feel whatever they want to feel. And she's kind of just accepted this to be the norm for her in her life, which she said, of course, is unfortunate, but she's accepted it. She also said that she has no hate towards Selena at all. They've been in the same room. They've talked before since Haley and Justin have been married. So to them, to these three, it seems like this has been a non-issue for so long, just a public issue. So now let's bring it to this past Sunday. We have never seen these two publicly together, showing any kind of support towards one another, which by the way, kind of weird if they were initially. Like imagine needing to show online that you and your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend are cool or are friendly. Very weird, but of course we're in a very weird world that we're talking about here. But that opportunity that I think no one ever expected to happen, happened this past Sunday. They were photographed together, all smiles, all love, hugging each other, seeming very friendly and very fine. And I kind of feel like this is what the public needed to squash this all. Of course, it's unfortunate that it can't be squashed without a public representation that it is. But everybody that hated Selena because of this, everybody that hated Haley because of this, look at the picture. Stop pitting them against each other. I feel like the saga has ended. These women are grown up. They seem happy and healthy. So let's let them be that. Again, I know a lot of people do not feel bad for these celebrities because they've put their life out there, but they're human. Let's remember that. I personally just can't believe this picture even exists. I feel like it is truly a moment in pop culture, which maybe if you have not followed these two, you didn't even know that this story existed. You're like, Emma, what? This seems like not a big deal. Well, it's not really a big deal. It really isn't, or it shouldn't have been. But it turned into a huge one, which has now made these photos iconic. If you guys want to see the photos, go to Tyrell Hampton's Instagram. They're also just really cute pictures. These two look phenomenal in them. I hope this is the end of it. I hope that they get to move on. Either way, I had to talk about it here because I love them both. And I hate the idea that for so long you had to be on a side. No longer, you guys. Only support here. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right in to what's good. Like I mentioned in what's new, I've been trying to get my life together. And a part of that is making lists. And I've realized that there are so many items that I use to keep track of what I need to do. And I will say probably the most effective is keeping a to-do list in my phone. But it's definitely not the most fun. So I have some products that whether you're trying to make a list for yourself or you just want a really cute notepad, here are some of my top products. The first one is actually an interesting option because it's technically a sketchbook, 
It's a coil sand sketchbook. It's the decomposition book. It's made of 100% post-consumer waste recycled pages. And why I like using this to make a to-do list or keep track of anything is because sometimes I don't like when it has lines. I don't know if that's a weird thing. And I will say the majority of my notebooks do have lines in them. But for this one, I like the ability to write anywhere to not have to stay in the lines. If I want to doodle some things on there, I can do that as well. I can make the text as big as I want to, as little as I want to. And I can also customize my to-do list a little bit more. So I love that one. It's a little bit of a bigger notebook. So a lot of space for a lot of things that you got to get done. The second one that I wanted to recommend is called a Studio O Notebook. After OH, there's an exclamation point. And this notebook is one of the most satisfying feeling notebooks. It's a hardcover, compact, deconstructed notebook. So on the outside, it's like a deconstructed binding. It doesn't have rings or anything, so it's a really cool feeling when you open it. It also has a little elastic bind on it so that you can keep it closed. And I will say one of my favorite things is the size. It feels like a book in manuscript phase. It's really cool and they have some really cute designs. My next suggestion is actually a weekly planner, but it's a desk planner and it's not big. It's just long. It's really unique looking, which is why I like it. It also doesn't have dates on it or anything. It just has a slot for all the days of the week and then it has numbers on the top and you could circle whatever number day it is. It's really cute. It's from the brand Hadron Epoch. I think that's how you say it. Not totally sure. H-A-D-R-O-N-E-P-O-C-H. And my last suggestion, a tried and true, is a moleskin notebook. I think I've recommended these to you guys before. They feel so well made. They're a nice size. They come in multiple sizes, so you have options. If you like something bigger, you like something really small or something in the middle, They have a wide range of colors and they're super simple looking, which is something that I love, especially if I'm just going to have a notebook lying around out and about. I want it to be cute, a nice color, and tie into other things around it. I know that that may not be a top priority for everybody, but it's something that I definitely value in my notebooks. That concludes my items to keep your to-do list in. The last thing for what's good, I have two songs for you guys this week. The first one is called Cringe by Matt Mason, and the second, Runaway to Mars by Talk. Both so good, definitely needed to add them to the playlist, so they're there for you guys. You can find it, as always, on Spotify, and the playlist is called Typically Peachy, What's Good. Alright guys, time to move in to Need to Know Basis. And if you haven't guessed the theme yet for this week, it really is all about that to-do list. And more than just the to-do list, it's about checking things off. Like I said, I have felt a little bit overwhelmed because I have so many little things to do. And I feel like when you are in that place, it's so incredibly easy to continue to push those things off to the next day and the next day and the next day. And then before you know it, you have so many little things piled up 
and that's when it gets really overwhelming. So this week, I have decided to dedicate Need to Know Basis to reminding everybody that accomplishing little tasks in the moment or just simply putting a timeline on it for yourself is extremely helpful. And I don't know what it is, because I know I'm not the only one that does this, that even if the thing that I have to do is so incredibly simple, I just sometimes find it easier to push it off. But we're not doing that, you guys. We're going to try to be really productive in the short term so that we don't feel overwhelmed in the long term. And one of the biggest things that has been helping me recently with this to keep myself accountable is to make that to-do list. Because as hard as it sometimes is to get yourself to do those little things, I find what makes it significantly easier is if one, I lay it all out for myself so I know in advance exactly what I have to do. But two, the feeling of checking things off is so rewarding. Why is that? The littlest things I can check off and I feel far more accomplished than if I just did them without having a list to show for it. It's almost like the visual representation of it makes me feel more accomplished, which maybe that's ridiculous, but it definitely is making me get those things done in a timely manner. Like for this weekend, I made a to-do list and I specifically titled it things to do this weekend so that if I didn't do them, I would almost feel bad about the fact that I didn't get them done this specific weekend. And then every single time that I check something off, I was like, yeah, I'm so much closer to being done with my entire to-do list this weekend. And once I'm done, there's nothing that's stopping me from having a great time. That check feels like I'm closer to a reward. Also, if you're not a big notebook person, but you want to do a to-do list, What I do mostly is have my to-do list in my phone so that it's always with me, but I still want the feeling of actually checking something off, so in your notes app, you can make it a checklist, and then you can tap on the little bubble once you're done with it, and it'll check it for you. Not sure if you guys do that, but in my opinion, it is one of the most satisfying things. And a little tip, if you're getting started with this to-do list, you feel like it's daunting, especially because you haven't checked anything off yet. Something that I do occasionally is I will put items on that list that I've already completed and then I'll check those off. I know maybe that feels a little bit like cheating, but if you accomplished something right before you made that list, it would have had to be on that list if you hadn't just accomplished it. So to get yourself started, put something on the list that you recently accomplished, check it off, and then go to the next one, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. I know this advice probably seems like something that we all already know that we should be doing, but for a couple weeks now, I've kind of gotten out of the groove of doing this, and instead, I've just been putting things in my reminders, and then I keep snoozing my reminders. So I figured, you know what, that hasn't really been working for me. I need to put everything in one place centralize it, see if this helps me be more productive with the little things, and it actually has really worked for me. I've been able to get a lot more done without forgetting about any of those seemingly menial things. So if you're struggling at all with that, like I was, 
try this method, even if you've tried it before, maybe revert back to it. I find a lot of times with productivity, some ways of doing things work for me at certain points. And then those same ways of working for me won't work for me later. So I think it's just about switching it up and recognizing that if a way isn't working right now, if it's not helping you, try something new. Don't get too stuck in the pattern of putting things off. It'll only make it harder later. Trust me, I'm speaking from my recent own personal experience too. We can do it, you guys. Make a to-do list. Get it done. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Figure out what you gotta do. Write it down. Check it off. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 